0: Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So I hope everyone had a good weekend. Hope everyone enjoyed baseball in some way or form over the weekend. And there's a lot to recap, a lot of great games, a lot of cool things happening. Let's jump right into it. So we'll start in Philadelphia where the Phillies won a wild one and they walked off on the Dodgers due to an error by Max Muncy. And so apparently there's a 15 second delay on the TVs in the Phillies clubhouse. So everyone inside the clubhouse knew something special had happened in the bottom of the 10th inning, but they didn't know exactly what. Turns out it was they hear a bunch of people cheering, but they didn't see the TV. But it turns out they won on a Max Muncie error. It was one of the wildest finishes to a Phillies game in recent memory. They had Roman Quinn on 2nd and Garrett Stubbs on 3rd with 2 outs in the 10th inning and they trailed by a run. And they needed Alec Boehm to come through or they would have a 1-5 homestand. And Alec Boehm turns out to hit a soft grounder to the 2nd baseman Max Muncy and it looked like the end of the game. But, I mean, I guess not. It was the end of a hot and humid afternoon and the infield had dried out. Muncy needed to give himself more room to handle the harder hop. He did not... So Muncy booted the ball, it went behind him, and yeah, and then Stubbs scored from third to tie it, and they waved Roman Quinn around. As soon as Muncy bobbled it, they waved Roman Quinn around, because remember, with two outs, you're running on anything if you're a base runner, and you're just running, you're digging hard, so they waved him around on the bobble. Roman Quinn is one of the fastest players in baseball. By the time the ball reached Max Muncy, Roman Quinn was only a step away from third base, and a millisecond after Muncy booted it they waved him around and Roman Quinn never slowed down and by the time Muncy picked up the ball and turned to throw Roman Quinn was already a third of the way home as the time by the time as like Roman Quinn was sliding in the throw was coming to to play but Quinn was safe by by a mile he slid head first to home plate and won the game it's the first time the Phillies scored two runs in a walk-off error since nineteen ninety-four. I know that's a very specific stat, but that's just the one, that's what they're giving us, so we'll take it. But yeah, that's really that's great base running. Really good base running by Roman Quinn. His speed saved the day. That's the truth. I mean when do you ever see that? A bobble at second base scoring two runs. That that can only happen with two outs and a really fast runner at second base. So the Phillies got a much needed win there over LA. You know, they they really needed that. Absolutely. Final score was 3-2, Philadelphia. Sorry, 4-3, Philadelphia. Let's head over to New York, where the Yankees and White Sox played the Sunday night game. And booze rained down on Tim Anderson, each of the five times he stepped in the batter's box on Sunday night at Yankee Stadium. He ended up getting the last laugh. You know, there was a benches-clearing incident on Saturday between the White Sox and Yankees where... You know, It was sparked because Josh Donaldson twice referred to Tim Anderson as Jackie, calling him Jackie Robinson because there was an article in Sports Illustrated where Tim Anderson called himself that a few years ago. And Anderson thought it was disrespectful, and it led to that issue. Well, yeah, Yankees fans booed T.A. a lot. And Anderson ended up getting the last laugh because in the eighth inning, of this game he came up to bat with two outs his team holding a two-run lead already and then he he blasted a home run a a back-breaking three-run homer to right field and of course as he crossed home plate he's he's telling fan he's putting his fingers to his mouth keeping it there emphasizing that he's trying to silence the crowd because that's the best way to silence a crowd is you show them how good you are but Anderson was 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 phenomenal 3-for-5 with a pair of singles in addition to that home run. It was his major league leading 18th multi-hit game of the season, his 8th three-hit game. And, yeah, it was his fifth homer of the year. But the White Sox looked great in this game. They looked really good. Michael Kopech earned his first victory of the season after flirting with a perfect game until the bottom of the sixth. And although his outing came to an end after he threw seven scoreless innings, allowed only one hit, I mean, Anderson, the White Sox offense put him in a position to come away with that win. Now, Michael kobach is a starter now. He, you know, I always forget that he was in the bullpen for some time. Now he's in a starting rotation. This was the best game of his career. It was the easily best game of his career so far. And if he if he keeps pitching like that, I mean, he he could be an ace in that rotation, absolutely. But this was actually the second game of the day. It was a doubleheader. It was a second strong start for the White Sox on the day. Johnny Cueto set the game one set the tone in a game one victory. So the White Sox end up sweeping a doubleheader in New York. The Yankees still do have the best record in baseball at twenty nine and twelve. Stay in the AL East. Let's go to Boston, where the Red Sox have gotten hot all of a sudden. So Franchi Cordero blasts a walk off grand slam to extend the Red Sox win streak. Boston got a wild eight to four victory, and a four game sweep over the Mariners to complete a six and one homestand. The Red Sox have won five in a row and nine of the last twelve. And you know, Frankie Frankie Cordero is no longer Franchi Cordero is no longer the big time prospect or big time name that he once was with the Padres. His stock has dropped a lot. The Red Sox actually designated him for assignment last year, just before they're eliminated from the ALCS last October. Twenty-nine other teams could have claimed him, but nobody did. And on a memorable Saturday Sunday afternoon at Fenway Park, the Red Sox had to be grateful about that that he's still with him. At twenty-seven years old, it's not too late for Frankie Cordero to reach some sort of promise that you can kind of see with his impressive skill set, but nonetheless that that home run, that grandson, that's kinda of, that's the kind of stuff that gets attention in, in the front office because it comes in a big spot. you're not gonna you're not gonna DFA somebody who who hit to walk off grand slam. you're gonna give them more at bats. you're gonna or at least you know pinch hit them more in in big situations. Trevor story stayed hot. He homered yet again on Sunday and you know he has broken out of his early season malaise and he is on fire right now. I mean he you know, what is that like five home runs in in a series for Trevor story five home runs across three games or something. Three out of the four games. And he has he has woken up. But the Red Sox are on the right trajectory all of a sudden. Six and one, homestead, like I said, nine of their last twelve. That's how you that's how you turn things around. That's how you gain gain momentum and and you win games that you're supposed to win. The Mariners, on the other hand, you know, have some have some searching to do. You know, they fall fallen into a bad position. At 17 and 25, of course, it's still early, but you, know, you just you try, to, you try to flush it and move on to the next series. Let's head to Toronto, where the Reds were playing interleague series against the Blue Jays. This is an interesting one. Joey Votto was back in his hometown. He is, he is from the Toronto area, and he homered, actually. He homered at Rogers Center. To break a tie in the 8th inning. Putting the Reds up 3-2. to two. And it was actually the decisive blow. The Reds ended up winning this game 3-2. He had his family in the stands. And you know, a lot of friends in the stands. Watching him. I was listening to his interview. Actually, game. He said he grew up 10 minutes away from the stadium. He lives in Toronto in the offseason. So proud. Proud uh, native of Toronto. Making a home run try in his hometown. That's good stuff. But. Yeah, the 2022 season, yeah, the Reds won this game. The 2022 season hasn't been kind to Votto, who, you know, who who has been off to a pretty slow start this year. But we saw him get really hot last summer when he got really hot and ended up with some phenomenal numbers. But this home run he hit in Toronto was actually his first home run of the season, just to give you an idea. But Joey Votto right now, even after this game, he's hitting 141 with one homer and a 496 OPS. Very... Very slow start for for Joey Votto. But remember last year when he got hot and he went on that tear, he had like a home run in seven consecutive games. He ended up with really good numbers. Joey Votto ended up with a 938 OPS last year. And people were starting to talk about Hall of Fame for him and talk about is this guy a Hall of Famer? Because, you know, he's played a long time. He has the MVP on his resume. And he was doing it at a really, at an old age last year. He's, He's 38. He's 38 now. But, um... We'll see if Votto can turn things around. He definitely is capable of going on a hot streak and putting up some really good numbers. There's still plenty of time, and it's still relatively... It's early enough for him to to go on a hot streak and turn his numbers around completely. But the Reds had a solid outing from Graham Ashcraft. It was the right-hander's major league debut, and he certainly didn't look like a rookie. He is the Reds' number eight prospect, and he rode his blazing high 90s fastball through four and a third steady innings. At one point, he struck out three Blue Jays hitters in a row before he handed it off to the bullpen. So, shout out to him. Great Major League debut. Last but not least, let's talk about the Minnesota Twins. They So, they they played the Royals in Kansas City. They erased a six-run deficit and won this game of the ninth to get their sweep over the Royals. So, it was an improbable 7-6 comeback victory. And they were trailing 6-0, entering the eighth inning. 6-0. And they pulled it off somehow. And I just want to talk about this Twins team because we have seen them show resolve this year. They have been much better than I anticipated, much better than many people anticipated. They are first in AL Central, 25-16. And, and this Twins team all of a sudden is just showing a lot, a lot of talent. They're showing a lot of promise. It's just so interesting to me. And you know, as we've noticed, the, the big... The big uh, a surprise has been their pitching. They lost Kenta to Tommy John. You know, they traded Jose Berrios. They traded, I don't know if it's Taylor or Tyler rogers but the guys who remained have been really good. So they're doing their thing, but the Twins stay hot, sweep the Royals 7-6. I mean, when you have a comeback victory like that, that tells you something special is going on. You're down five—sorry, 6 nothing in the eighth inning, and you come back and win the game. Special teams do that, and and the Twins are looking special. So that is going to do it for today, folks. That is where we stand. If you enjoyed this, please share it to someone who would be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.